Guess what, Outlander Cast Clan? Castle Massey wants you to see how great their fragrance and soaps are. So in fact, just for Outlander Cast listeners, that's all you listen to right now, you are going to be able to get 30% off any of their products as well as free shipping. So don't waste your time worrying about Christmas shopping anymore. The time is ticking, my friends. So what you need is to head on over to Caswell Massey and enter Outlander Cast at checkout to get that 30% off and free shipping. Hi, this is Celine from Nova Scotia, Canada, and you're listening to Outlander Cast with Mary and Blake. All the way from Providence, Rhode Island, welcome to Outlander Cast. It's a podcast dedicated to the show Outlander on Stars. You know, I just need to to give a huge high five to Celine right now. I've been calling her Celine every single week as a patron of Outlander Cast. I think a random Celine who doesn't exist. Celine, thank you, thank you. Hi everybody else. My name's Mary Larson. At least I can say my name right. <laughs> my name's Blake, and I'm glad you can say my name right too. <laughs> no, you know, I'll tell you, I was I was corrected a lot about the Gators thing. I will tell you, we were corrected so much about the about the tub <laughs> and, and <laughs> why and why they needed towels. <laughs> that oh my goodness gracious, seriously, it's crazy, crazy Be- town. Be- it feels like everybody else on this planet knew exactly why you needed towels in the tub, except us. It just it just shows you how little we know. <laughs> shows you how dirty we are. <laughs> we don't know historical tubby time. My goodness gracious. Well, before we get into the show, we want to, of course, make sure that if you're new here, hello, hello. We try our best to say people's names correctly. I'm so sorry, Celine. Um, but we would love for you to subscribe to this podcast. It's really easy. You just go to your podcast app of choice and hit subscribe. That way you will get the newest episodes sent straight to your phone. It's really easy. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all all of those places, just search the at handle OutlanderCast. And you can also become a member of the OutlanderCast clan at OutlanderCastClan.com. There you get all sorts of amazing extras, extra after doc podcast episodes. You get giveaways, tons of fun stuff, swag, you name it. And this is like the last day that you can sign up to get a Christmas card. Oh, yeah. Like legitimately, uh, like what, what day is today? The, today is, today is, the is what, the 12th? 12th. Tomorrow. You, li- you literally ha- have the 13th. To, to get a Christmas card <laughs> that or, is it. or to or to get a gift from Outlander cast mm-hmm. because all of our cards all of our gifts They're everything being shipped out tomorrow being shipped out the 13th or the 14th no nope, the 13th the last day that the US post office can promise that your package or your letter gets there by time for Christmas stop it really buddy don't doubt. I'm telling you, man. Wow. I'm on top of this. Wow, I'm on top is, of this. That's garbage. That is garbage for <laughs> no, the for the, for the USPS to say uh, it's going to take that long for your. That's that's the safe route. Okay, so if you would like to join and get either a holiday card or and, if you'd like get to get it by get a little, Christmas, yes, yes. So uh, our cut off, <laughs> our cut off is tomorrow. Okay, <laughs> so when you're listening to this, uh, when you're listening to this, literally, sign up at outlandercastclan.com. 
so you can get your your card or your or your card and gift, uh, and then that way that'll be that. Also, we wanted to remind you that we are having our finale party. Our finale party will be happening on January 27th with the details to be announced. We will get them out to you as soon as everything gets nailed down. But save that date, January 27th, here in Rhode Island. That's right. That's where you want to go. That's where you want to be. And if you're if you're not here with us, then you're not as cool as us. <laughs> Blake, some and people that's can't get all the way over here. Well, I, to I, the tiniest listen, state. I can't help the fact that you're just not as cool as me. That that's how it works. That that's. We, we just want you to be cool like us. That's all. We want to hang out with you. We would love to hang out with you. And if you can't, don't worry. We'll still hang out virtually <laughs> by doing lots of like Facebook Lives and yes. a live podcast. So it's going to be fantastic. But this episode, of course, is for listener feedback for Blood of My Blood. Re- Before we get into that, really, I-, I want you to come because I want people to legitimize my nerdiness in Outlander. So as long as I'm surrounded by fellow nerds, I'm happy. How's that sound? That sounds amazing. <laughs> all, right. all right, let's do it. Right, starting things off, what do we got, Blake? On the website, Allison Indebaroo chimes in. She says, I'm honestly having a hard time figuring out how to start this comment since there was so much awesome going on. I think I'll start with saying I'm doing my kilt rating in a special two-part segment. She said it it with a Boston accent, too, by the way. And she didn't really, but you know internally she was doing it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) the, the, The first kilt rating is an overall fabulous four point. Nine nine five. Oh my gosh, that's you, amazing! You think I get detailed with my kilt ratings? That's like this an is Olympi- another level. That's like Olympics. This style. is like the Russians are yeah. are, are are saying point zero five zero zero five for points. the slalom. Yeah, <laughs> she said yes. That's right. All the talk of the weird lighting or the predictable dialogue, I didn't care. <laughs> There was so much... What was that laugh? Basically, <laughs> whatever you're complaining about, Blake, yes. she's saying whatevs. Whatevs, dude. There was so much good <laughs> stuff going on and made up for all the nitpicky bits as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> the good was Willie. The poor kid has been through the ringer. Seriously. And he earned every pinched nose, snarky, spoiled, preteen ounce yes. of angst yes. that he must is, and holy cow, does he deliver. 100% all, agree. Oliver, the actor... Does a fabulous job of having Willie just barely hanging yep. on to his nobleman's poker face. Yes. And failing to do so more often than he'd care to admit. Poor little guy just needs a break from the people he loves dying or abandoning him. Somebody give that child a hug and a cocoa. His bravery and nobility facing the Cherokee warriors and his honor in not letting Jamie take the fall for his own willful behavior absolutely shrieks of a callback to Lord John when he gives up his own men's location to protect Claire's honor. Oh my gosh. He's a good lad under all the pomp and fine yes. fur trappings. I so look forward to seeing him <laughs> again. Oh, I, I still, Willie. I just feel like every time he was looking at the camera, it was like he was. It looks like he had a really tough poop. That, that that's what his face was. It looked like it. I can't help it. It's just you a, need to It's an just, observation that this I made. Poor child. Okay, that's all I'm going to say. Is this poor child? He. It's he. It's not like he gets to go sit down with the school counselor every day at lunchtime and the person gets to ask him, how's your feelings, okay? No. Okay. He's, he's been moved a million times. Okay. He's lost two mothers. 
This boy needs a break. He also needs a cookie. <laughs> so uh, she has a, she has a series of greats because she doesn't necessarily have a bad. The first great was Lord John Gray and Claire going tit a tit about Jamie, Willie, Brianna. What does that mean? Uh, going tit a tit. Uh, go volleyball. Uh, going back and forth. Volleying. You know, volleying. Yes. Okay. There you go. Uh, tit for tat. Not- Okay, I know that one. Okay. Uh, and just the absolute struggle of LJG to come to terms with himself and feelings now that his wife has died and she feels his heartache and turmoil. The other one was Murtaugh finding about finding out about Willie and his subtle devastation as he comes face to face with the reality of all time that he's spent away from Jamie and all the things he is not privy to. And Lordy, when he says about Jamie's secrets, I've kept them each and every one. It says so much about their history together calling all the way back to Wentworth and beyond there's so much to unpack there it's just brilliant and also the tension picking up throughout the dinner with he and Lord John somebody give me a hanky I'm sweating (laughs) over here yes yes oh my goodness and then uh, Jamie's quiet reaction in the moment when he first sees Willie Sam does something with his face when portraying an absolute depth of soul I've never seen another actor do it his face shifts imperceptibly Perceptibly re- revealing layers of emotion, shades of grief, joy, incredulity, elation, and fear. Sam is a truly gifted actor. His Amen. eyes can do more acting in one scene than most actors <laughs> do in a whole show. And his eyes and cat's chin should have their own shot. <laughs> all the eye porn, all the chin porn. Possibly with a toe point. <laughs> with the, all the toe pointing. <laughs> and finally, this is where the second rating, uh, kilt rating comes in. Okay. And Blake, Mary, yeah? didn't bother trying to stop me. Oh, I won't, girl. It's a thousand kilts for a thousand kisses. <laughs> yes! Oh my God, the thistle ring made by Murtaugh of all people from Jamie's mother's silver and inscribed with words from the poem by Catalyst I'm not even going to try Jamie Bassiamile oh my god be still my heart I'm undone that's it for me. I got to quit here because I'm dabbing the tears. And all I can say is that this scene exploded my hat all over the walls. And this episode rocked my socks. Amen. If your hat was exploded all over the walls, you must have blood everywhere. Just Stop. blood. Gross, blood gross. All, all over the place. Okay. Gross. Blood, blood of my blood. Where, and then uh, <laughs> blood of my blood. on Facebook. Facebook. Fa- Facebook. You've been watching Listen, too much Christmas in the I've Smokies. I've been watching way too much Christmas in the Smokies. <laughs> What you know what that movie is? Not great, Bob. <laughs> I'm just saying no. that movie is Christmas terrible. Inheritance is so much better than Christmas in the Smokies. Oh no, that too. Not great, Bob. Nope. No, no I not enjoy great. Christmas Inheritance a lot more than Smokies. Anyway, oh. <laughs> Renee Holden Piercy says uh, they do use leeches today. I work in a hospital and we have a patient using them just a few months ago. Oh. They are used to increase blood flow to areas of poor circulation. Well, you know what, Renee? I love you. I'm not going to come visit you because I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I have poor circulation in my feet and my hands. Like, they're always cold. I always ask Blake, Blake, do I have a fever? Oh, my God. Because <laughs> my hands are so cold. It's at least once a week. <laughs> then I think I have a fever when I touch my forehead. Um, if I came near you, Renee, I'd be really nervous that you'd be sticking them all over me. But that's amazing that they're still used. Um, Tony Termini, Bem? Bame. Bame. Sure. Tony says, I think all the grunting and sighing was giving us a chance to hear Jamie's Scottish noise from the books, which is a mmph. So that's how it's written in the books, as you know, Blake, from reading Outlander. It's an M-E-M-P-H. Okay. So maybe that little grunting was a callback to all of the mmphing. 
<laughs> I still find zero excuse for letting seriously just for, record a new grunt. Yeah, you just use the same two grunts twice. It's just Come on. it's just ridiculous. Uh, Sherry Burbage says. The cloth in the bat- t- bathtub is to protect from splinters. Oh my god, splinters! Ouch! <laughs> and uh, oh goodness gracious! Yes, she said, "Happy Land, Blake, come on! No, no, no! I can't unhear <laughs> that. I cannot unhear Happy Land." Bella Lee wrote in on Facebook, and she said that wood-fueled home winter bath rules. Okay, so these are the wood-fueled home winter bath rules. So if you have a wood-filled home, here's a rule to take a, a tubby. Take a tubby. Okay. Towels are there because boiling water is poured into the tub first, which would make the metal sizzle. Cold water is then added while the kettle boys again, so it won't cool off the bottom of the tub in time to save your arse. You have to oh. keep the back covered because some kind soul is pouring alternatively boiling and cold water down the back of the tub to ensure you don't freeze to death before you wash. And if you're alone in the mountains in the winter, you get about one duck, wash in a bowl, or you sew yourself in long underwear and you just wait for spring. <laughs> Stinky. Oh my goodness gracious. Uh, you know, no thank you. you know, I, I'm, every once in a while, I'm like, oh, maybe I'd want to live in a different time. Splinters mm. from a tubby, like right when you're cozy and you're like, oh, this is the best. Or just knowing that you could like get sizzled off of your tub. No, no thanks. I, I, I have zero use for that. I will stay with my little tub that I have in my little bathroom in my little house. And you'll <clears throat> and, yourself. <laughs> and the fact that, you know, what I was thinking about too the other day. Tell me. That they don't have ice. They just don't have ice. What if you needed ice? What if you got hurt? How are you going to, like, when she was talking about uh, Lord John mm-hmm. and his temperature, I was like, why don't you just get some ice? And But you can't. There's Where, no ice. Where's your Tylenol? Where's your, where's your ibuprofen? Oh, my goodness. You got the Motrin. Right. We're going to take a quick break and tell you a little bit more about today's sponsor. So we've been talking a lot about Caswell Massey, and rightfully so, because their products are amazing. They're all free of sulfates, phthalates, and artificial additives. They're all cruelty-free, of course, because if you got cats and dogs like we do over here, mm-hmm. you're going to be really proud about that. And they're all proudly made in America. America. If you're, <laughs> if you're an American, you should be proud of this one, too. And their packaging makes each of Caswell Massey's beautiful products, their prestige beauty products, even more beautiful, right? Because they'd be essentially perfectly giftable for the holidays. For example, the year of soaps in case 12 individually wrapped soaps it wrapped in a beautiful embossed gift box with a bow. Meaning mm-hmm. that all of that stupid annoying gift wrapping that you gotta do, it's totally unnecessary because when you choose to get a gift from Caswell Massey, it already comes out beautiful. Trust me, I know I don't even have to wrap my dad's gift. It just shows up. It's got bows on it a beautiful blue box. It's the best. It's gorgeous. It's the, it's, you can't get any better. Honestly, guys, they're beautiful. <laughs> the best part is knowing that what's inside the box matches what's on the outside. You know when you get a Caswell Massey box at this Christmas, you're going to you're gonna love what you got. It's the ready-to-gift packaging that truly is just the cherry on top of their beautiful line of fragrances and the Bath & Body products. So to find out more about Caswell Massey and how they can help you this holiday season, and for an increased discount of 30 freaking percent off. That's 30 right. freaking percent plus free shipping just for you Outlandcast listeners. Go to CaswellMassey.com and enter that Outlandcast coupon at checkout. Trust me, 
You're now that the holidays happy. are over, They're get not that. Over? Th- well, through the, the the holiday shopping is coming to an end here. Okay. Get Freaking that thirty percent off your whole order <laughs> plus the free shipping. Don't miss out on this, guys. Trust in Caswell Massey to help you gift this season. I did seriously, I did, and uh, I'm I'm so happy. I don't gotta do nothing. All I did nope. was just order it. Now I get it. I can literally get it from them. Get it in my hands and hand it to my dad and say, Beautiful. there you go. Have Merry Christmas. <laughs> Happy Festivus for the rest of us. Now I'm going to air my grievances. <laughs> so please do go ahead and do that. All right. We're getting back to our emails. Gretchen wrote in. What does she have to say? She says, I seriously never thought I would be writing into a podcast regarding a television show, but <laughs> here we are. Welcome to the club. You know what? Just for you. Thank you very much. <laughs> None of my friends watch this show, and I just have so many thoughts. So here I am, geeking out, writing to you two. Here it is. Welcome. I wanted to echo and amplify Blake's comment on the lighting and other production issues the show is running into. First, the lighting. I wonder if the show feels so different this year because of the new DP. Is is he new? And Alistair Walker has been with the show for quite some time. Uh-huh. Uh, there is uh, another DP. His name is Stain Vanderveken. He is new to the show. The thing that I think that you're missing is the fact that good friend of the show, Steve McNutt, you know, my my nerd, my, my geek out mm-hmm. like nerd crush, Steve McNutt is not with the show. He has not. He is not doing this year's DP work. And uh, I'm very sad about it. I think we have become used to his vocabulary as a DP. And uh, it's unfortunate. If you want to go ahead, shameless plug, go back and listen to our interview with steve mcnutt i can't remember i think it's episode 86 maybe i don't recall um go back and listen to that interview if you're into the lighting and you're into the director of photography and and how how it all comes together for a show like outlander listen to our our interview with last year's and previous years director of photography steve mcnutt uh it's it's exceptional anyway from the very first episodes of this season the lighting of the show just looks and feels off everything is just much too bright i mean i get that we are in a new place but the interiors still don't have electric light and no amount of windows could create the brightness we get inside the cabin i mean the tavern and other interior locations even during the day and when the characters are at home at night it feels even more fake look at Claire and Lord John's conversation in particular. There are some shadows, but the light that is there is supposedly coming from the fireplace. It doesn't even flicker or change. I mean, contrast that with season one and almost all of the firelight flickers on their faces. This whole season looks unnatural, and I feel like I'm watching a play which needs strong lighting to be seen by the audience rather than a TV show, which can have some shadows. It's frustrating and takes me out of it. Number two, the obvious errors. There have been two that I can think of that remind me that our characters are actually in a TV show. And the first happened in The False Bride. When Jamie was tying the horse to a tree, some of the moss on that tree started to come off, and it revealed that the moss on the tree was planted there by the set decorators. But an even more obvious error was in The Blood of My Blood, when Jamie starts to track Willie after Willie disappears. Look at the tracks. Jamie steps on one and a board lifts up showing that these are tracks made in mud and put on a piece of wood, which is then put (laughs) on the ground. Stop. Then there is the looping of the grunts. Seriously. Well, I'm glad that you noticed it too. It was 15 seconds and it didn't even need need to be in Katrina's voice. 
They couldn't do 15 se- seconds of grunting, Maybe really? Maybe that first grunt, guys, was so good. It was just <laughs> so good that they were like, maybe no one will notice. And number three, the CGI. An odd show is supposed to get better and not worse with CGI over time. If they don't have the budget to make it look realistic, then why put it in there at all? The CGI on the ocean looked great last season. What has happened? Four, the sex scenes. I totally noticed the toe point and immediately took me out of it. (laughs) Plus, both of these scenes seem like such a forced romance thrown in there for the fans and not true to where the characters are. Last season's Turtle Soup and the finale sex scenes had humor, levity, and passion. And the scenes from the season one where they were realistic and allowing the characters to be in positions that weren't always pretty. The two from this season just seem to be tacked on because it is what the fans expect. Listen, I still love this show and I loved this episode, but it just feels like they're phoning it in for some in some respects. And it's frustrating, particularly when we know how good it can be. Anyway, it's my two cents. Keep up the great work, Mary and Blake. Oh, thank you. I got a question for you, Mary. Yes. Is it because Ron Moore has taken less of a role in Outlander this season? Do you think that these gaffes are happening? Mm, like the grunt? No. no not necessarily the grunt, but I mean like just all the things all the things that was just uh listed here by Gretchen. Uh, like some of these things are kind of ticky tack, right? And like the moss and the 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 the, the, the Footprint. I don't know. I mean, that's a great question. I didn't notice most of these things. So who knows? Like now that we're, you know what I feel like this is? All right. <clears throat> Guys, get cozy. Get cozy. <laughs> okay, let's do it. You know when you're dating someone and everything is like new and exciting and you just can't like get your hands off the person and you just want to giggle and it's great and then things get really serious and it's like good and you're cozy and then when they do really stupid stuff like they cram way too much in the back end of season three and you're like what the heck did you do with the first half why did that (laughs) why why okay um you know that's when you're like you're able to address some issues that you've got with this person. You're comfortable. It's been a couple of years. So then you're at year four slash five. Mm-hmm. And um, at this point, you start to notice that they bite their nails and they bite their cuticles. And that part really is kind of like gross. And you're like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> what that happen? You actually like eat your skin. Mm. But they might have mm. done this all along. They might have had this all along, but we were just so entranced by the new love, by the whole newness and excitement of it that we didn't notice. And now that you've gotten comfortable, you're noticing these things. So that's what I'm wondering. Like, for example, did we all say that Kat's accent in the beginning season one for the first couple of episodes was was wretched? Yes. But did we get over it? You bet. You know, there were voiceovers in season one that we just couldn't stand we got over it so i think that there's always been little things here or there that the continuity or just had issues and i just think that now that we're comfortable we're in a deep relationship with outlander that we feel like we can be like stop eating your flesh okay what's (laughs) what's going on with this lighting like seriously guys like how can it be so light so i feel that's what i feel like is going on I i don't feel like it's taken a huge step back i mean maybe in some aspects it's odd, but I also feel like they're trying the best they can. I mean, they're messing up seasons in this show. They're they're messing up lighting. It's like 
They're just trying their best. Okay? <laughs> I still love them. You know, I, I'm not saying that it's a direct result of Ron's, you know, step back. I'm, I'm not. It's just a question that I wanted to pose to Mary. But listen, I will say this. When you have an announcement like Ron, how he's taking a step back and, and Matt and Meryl are taking the everyday, you know, day-to-day reins of the show, it, it's just red flags. It's it, it, That's all it is. It's just red flags for me where it's like, oh, are we in the best hands right now? Like, are are these experienced showrunners, which they're not. Are these, you know, the are these the guys who know exactly what to do at the right moment because they've run one of the top five greatest shows of all time? No, they're not. It's just like it's just red flags. That's that's all it is. That mm-hmm. that 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 and it's it's a, it's a little scary for me. From Susan, my darling, what do we got from Susan? Susan has written in and she has said, "I have to give this episode five kilts." Just like with Savages, I feel like the writing has really improved over the last few episodes. I don't know if it's because so much of it, especially the Claire, Lord John stuff, is directly from the book, but even the new scenes, like the ones with Jamie and Williams. William are really well written. Her GBG, the good. Jamie's replacement silver ring for Claire, straight out of the book, the bad. If I had to choose anything, I guess it's the wigs. Did they give William a terrible red mullet wig to match (laughs) Sam's terrible wig? The great, a blanket great to the acting. Everyone was on their A game, but I especially want to mention Sam Hewen, who was just killing it with these last few episodes. The subtext to his scenes with Willie, yummy. My overall takeaway from this season, and what I've loved most about it, is was that all about the character, character, character. Even though not a lot has happened. The raging undercurrents of emotion were amazing. Okay, one bonus, bad. Did Claire really have to lie out there in the cold while the dudes were in the house knocking back the moonshine? <laughs> Not cool. Not cool. Oh, and one for book readers. Not what? great, Bob. Seriously. Why did they leave out Jamie teaching Willie the Gralk, I can't spell, prayer over the deer? I don't know. I kept... I, 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 although when, when the deer thing happened, yes. all I could think of was Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back. I thought they smelled bad. On the outside. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why they would have left that out. It is, I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. Uh, hey, listen. I, it, again, this episode was good. It was good. I'm not throwing fives around. In fact, I find I've found that there have been better episodes this season. Um, and while I liked the episode, I just I didn't find anything of real like note. Of like real remark, and what I mean is by remark, I mean things like, um, "America the Beautiful," you know, from mm-hmm. from Ray Charles. Mm-hmm. That is of real note. Uh, Battle joined with Blackjack Randall, b- reaching out and touching Jamie right before he dies. Um, you know, real note. Uh, the wedding. You know that 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 is something of real note, mm-hmm. and th- and that those are deserving of fives, where where you're like, wow, that this is a seminal moment in this television series, um, even the Garrison Commander, just like stuff of real note, um, and I I I understand that people loved this episode, but I just I kind of want to pump the brakes on it, uh, just just a little bit. I know I said that last episode, but. Let's let's calm down. Let's calm. This why, is good. Why are you calming down so much? Because like I I don't know what like what happened that was like 
Lots, lots of things, okay? Just hold your horses. Let's read Meredith's email. All right. You had your chance. I did. Meredith said, I loved <laughs> this episode. I did have my chance. You're right. It was definitely five kilts. My GBG is as follows. The good was the tension between Murtaugh and Lord John. I told you guys that they wouldn't get along. And some of it is possessiveness over, over Jamie's friendship. Yes, you are right. Absolutely. But my bad was that there's no Ian or Fergus in Marsley. But I guess that there was only so much room in that small cabin. And my great is the parallel that exists between Claire and Lord John. They are both they have both spent years married to people who they couldn't truly give themselves to. And Claire cherished Jamie's child in his absence, just as John does right now with William. On a side note, mm-hmm. I thought it was out of line for Claire to accuse John of spying on Jamie for the governor. But if you knew that the Lord John Gray books, you'd know that his main profession is, in fact, espionage. That's right. John is always gathering secrets and reporting them back to his superiors. He's the 18th century version of James Bond. <laughs> He's not spying on Jamie, of course, but Lord John Gray is a spy. Mm. Make no mistake. Thank you, Meredith. Okay, the OutlanderCastClan.com. We had some wonderful people weigh in there. Carolyn Welch said, back in those times, there was no drain in the tub, so a sheet was used when the person is done bathing. It would be easier to discard the dirty bath water. You get two people and carefully take it outside and pour it outside. Wow, I did, like, wouldn't that just drip everywhere? Maybe it's like a tablecloth, like the kind you use when you go camping. You know, like the water repellent ones? I don't think they had water repellent cloths at that time, darling. Well, then this wouldn't make sense because you're right. It would just drip everywhere. Okay. I don't know. Maybe their sheets were different. Virginia Bodick chimes in. She says, Blake, I feel we don't have a huge investment in Willie, Mm -hmm. but what we do have is a big investment in Jamie and his love Mm -hmm. for Willie. So I watched it from that viewpoint, and I burst out laughing at the ta- at the tubby grunt talk. It made my morning. You guys are fabulous. You know, I, I agree with you. I, I think that your love of Jamie and his love of Willie is important. It is worthy of our time. However, I still cannot look beyond the fact that we just haven't had a lot of time with William. We just haven't. And seeing him and doing the things that he's doing, yes, it was great to have that time. And I think this is a good building block Mm -hmm. for what is probably to come between William. I am positive that Lord John comes back. I am positive that William comes back. And I'm also positive that William plays probably a much larger role uh, in what is the future for Fraser's Ridge. I'm, I'm... I'm positive of that. Interesting. So I think this is a good stepping stone into that direction. All right, my darling, you ready for the voicemails? You bet. All right, let's start with uh, the. We'll we'll start with the only one on the hotline right now. Okay. Mm -hmm. Hi, Mary. Hi, Blake. Um, I'm so nervous about this, but I'm really excited. Uh, My name is Bethany. I am from Alabama, and this is my first time calling you guys. I just so happened to discover you guys a few weeks ago. I have been on the Outlander train for quite a few months now. Um, I watched all first three seasons, and then I started reading the books, and have started watching the fourth season now, and obviously I'm obsessed, otherwise I wouldn't <laughs> be calling. Um, I probably listened to the soundtrack 
at least once a week, if not more than that. That a girl? And I love y'all's podcast. I just think it's so hilarious. Um, it brightens my day. I've actually was listening to y'all's season four podcast that I started going back and now I'm listening to season one <laughs> just because I love it so much. Um, but I just so appreciate what you guys do. It is so much fun. I love it. And yeah, so basically the only thing I wanted to comment about on the last episode was definitely the side eye that Murtaugh was giving <laughs> Jamie and everyone else about the whole issue about John coming over and <laughs> it was absolutely hilarious because I thought he was so salty the entire time he just mm-hmm. could not keep it in. But anyway, thanks. If I make it on air, I'm gonna be so excited. Oh, yay! Well, well Bethany, you, did. You, you made it. You just made it on on the air. Your your name has been put through uh your 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 the whatever way you listen to this podcast. Maybe you're driving in the car. I I don't know what you're doing, but whatever you're doing. Welcome to the family, Bethany. Welcome. Again, I'm going to play it again. Yay, thank you very much. <laughs> and if you're listening to our season one podcasts, I want to speak for Mary when you're listening to this. And okay. I want, and I want to say this. Please. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry for those, for those early season podcasts. Uh you know some of the stories that we've we've told and told, and a lot of a lot of you know already. But for those of you who are new listeners, you know, right now we have a custom built studio in our basement, and I built it out, mm-hmm. and I'm very proud of it. And it obviously you get the great sound; everything sounds very professional, and it sounds great because I'm a psycho and I want everything <laughs> to be perfect. <laughs> However, in those early days. We had a brand new newborn baby who yep. was very colicky. We lived in an old rickety apartment in the center of Providence. Well, and we were doing it on in our dining room. Yep. On the dining room table with all this podcast equipment spewed everywhere all over the dining room table. And it's echoey and it was all the edits and it was just so bad. But so I just wanted to say Thank you very much for going back to listening to them, and welcome to our loud, welcome to the clan, crazy, dysfunctional family. All right, here we go. Let's get let's get to uh, the great sound here on Speakpipe. I'm Marion Blake. This is Laurie from North Carolina. I'm very sad that they decided to film this season in Scotland, though I understand the money and time constraints. Uh, it's amazing how much it does, in fact, look like the mountains of North Carolina. My good in this episode was the amazing uh, reunion with uh, Murtaugh and Jamie and Murtaugh and Claire. It's just so moving. My bad was just everything to do with Mueller's. It was very, very sad. And I I hated that we lost out on seeing uh, the relationship with uh, Claire and the healer more. I felt like that that was such an integral part uh, to her really getting to know the um, uh, the area and getting to know the people there. Um, my great was all of um, John Bell's expressions uh, when he first meets Murtaugh. Um, just his smirks behind his back and rolling his eyes and the old coot. It just uh, so, so much joy. Anyway, I just wanted to let you know how much I'm enjoying listening to you guys. Mm-hmm. And it's the first time I'm pulling in. Thank you. All right. We got another one. 
thank you, Lori, very much for calling. Obviously, Lori was talking about last week's episode. Um, so thank you very much for calling and letting us know about your thoughts about that. Uh, let's get the next one. Hi, Mary and Blake. Jim here. Hello. From Dunfermline, Scotland. Hey, Long-time Jim. listener, first-time caller. All right. Incredible podcast. I've just this minute finished watching episode six, Blood of My Blood. First of all, it was great to finally see Jamie reunited with young Willie after so many years, but truly heartbreaking that he couldn't tell him they were father and son. Also, the dynamic between Claire and Lord John Gray was something I think we've all been waiting for. They had to have it out, and that they did, and it was done incredibly well, in my opinion. David Berry's performance was, as always, exceptional. The way he emoted when discussing the challenges he faces as a gay man, hiding his true self, and the loneliness he experiences was again heartbreaking. Overall, I enjoyed this episode and look forward to following more of Bree and Roger's story next week. Speak to you soon, guys, and live long and prosper. I wonder. <laughs> that is great. You know what, Jim? You get this. Live long and prosper, I baby. love when we find our people. Uh, you, you just all of our people. You're you're amazing. I look forward to Roger and Bree as well. All right, we got one more. <clears throat> Hi, Mary Ann Blake. My name is Constance, and I'm calling from Baltimore, Maryland. I really look forward to listening to your podcast every week. You guys are so much fun. Um, I have to say I was a little disappointed in last night's episode. Um, why we didn't see any Ian and... Rolo? I don't know. Um, it's great having Murtaugh back, but it's just kind of, it's it's changing so much of the storyline. And um, I understand that ad- adaptations need to be made and all that. I have an idea, though, about Murtaugh from last week. Remember the girl that Jamie happened upon who mm-hmm. was married to us she was the silversmith's wife mm-hmm. and she kept trying to lure him in the house Pie what if there is the remote possibility that she could be connected with Murtaugh possibly Ooh. even be his wife <gasps> just a thought anyway mm. I'll leave you with that thank you and I look forward to listening to your podcast tomorrow thanks bye oh my gosh. thank you Constance oh my gosh uh, hold on. You know what? Just well, we're going to play it for Constance. <sighs> if so, goodness gracious, Claire's going to have so much more food to eat because we saw her <laughs> nib- nibbling on that little piece of jerky. Uh-huh. I'm down with this because if Murtaugh can bring some pies over, pies. mincemeat pie, cherry pie, apple pie, blueberry pie, <laughs> strawberry. Oh my gosh. It's, it's like Christmas in the Smokies Key all over pie. again. <laughs> Christmas in the Smokies. <laughs> <laughs> guys, you guys got to go to Netflix and you got you to gotta check out Christmas in the Smokies. <laughs> no, Christmas Inheritance first. No, you absolutely check out Christmas, <laughs> Christmas Inheritance. That movie is, is it's absurd. It's absurd. It's, it's so absurdly right. bad that it's actually good. It Christmas is. in the Smokies is just genuinely bad. That's why you need to watch it. <laughs> but hey, uh, you know what? Let's, let's follow up on what Constance says here. And, and I want to get your opinion. The changes, having Ian not in the the episode and all that is, are you okay with that as a book, Rita? No, I miss him. So, but there would have been too many people in the house. I don't know. I really don't know. I miss him. Okay. 
Do you think it's taking away from the story? Or you think I think it's taking away from Ian's story, yes. And now I'm understanding why Diana Gabaldon fought so hard to have that scene with Jamie and Ian in the graveyard. Because, Absolutely. as I said, Ian had a much harder time with the measles, and mm-hmm. you just like loved on him in the book. Right. If if you did not have that one graveyard scene, there is... You literally, it's 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 literally hashtag by Ian. Yes. That's all it is. Yes. And I'm, I'm all set with that. Hello from the Highlands of Scotland. It's Kirsten Lane hey, here, Kirsten. giving you my take on the episode. The good. Jamie and Willie scenes together. The whole dynamic was a wee joy to watch. Both awkward yet heartwarming, but it gives us an education on the age-old question of what makes a person who they are. Nature versus nurture. Hmm. The bad. Lord John Gray's apparent contrariness. First, he's tearfully telling Jamie how devastated he was at losing his wife. Then later, while looking like a beetroot, he's telling Claire he felt nothing when he heard of her death. Now, which is it? Are the crocodile tears to get closer to Jamie? And the fever loosening the truth from him to Claire? I get that he's still wanting to play hide the sausage with Jamie. But come on, John, you're bums at the windy that one. The great... This new Braveheart version of Murta is becoming interesting to watch. I mean, this is a man who was a quiet, calming and steadying influence in Jamie's life. So the firebrand of a bitter revolutionist is the polar opposite. The writers have really taken a trip down the what-if road with his character. But is he a product of what doesn't he kill you makes you stronger ethos? Or just a gurney old coot behaving like someone just peed in his porridge? That's all from me. Cheerio for now. Oh, oh, Kirsten. Oh, oh my God. Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. Just just excellent stuff. Great job. Great job. Hi, Mary and Blake. It's Catherine calling from Boston. Mary, I got to say, first of all, I had Savages in my head the whole time I was watching Savages. Pocahontas is one of my favorite Disney movies. Anyway, first time caller, I wanted to give you my GBG for my blood. My good was Marta. I mean, obviously, but the fact that he was in these scenes creating so much tension with Lord John Gray, I just, I couldn't even imagine the scene without him now, and I'm so glad that they kept this character in. Plus, his bond with Jamie when he promises to keep his secrets, man, it's so rich. I love it so much. My bad for this episode? Yeah, Willie. I mean... This kid's fine, but if you're Jamie Fraser's son, I feel like you gotta have something going on, some charisma. He just, he didn't have any spark, and I had a hard time believing Jamie cared for him as much as he did. But that leads me to my great, which is Sam Hewen's face mm-hmm. acting. Holy smokes. This guy can act using every muscle of his face, and I was just all for it. Agreed. He sold all the emotions of the scenes with Willie, and even though I didn't love the actor, I loved the scenes because of Sam. So thank you guys so much for this podcast, and I'm really excited to see where season four goes. This season is making me love Drums of Autumn, and I never did love the book, so I'm excited for what's next. Yay. Talk to you later. That a girl, Catherine. I'm excited you love. It. I see. I love this book. I love this book, but I'm really pumped that you're loving it too. Good, good Boston girl doing some multitasking right there, driving to work, getting in, getting ready to go, and calling the podcast. Love it. Hey, Mary and Blake. It's Kelty from Western Canada again. Hey, Kelty. And my rating for this episode is a four point seven five. I loved it, but it wasn't didn't have me screaming at the end. So I want to say my big five for when I really cannot wait a week to see the next episode. My good for this week is Claire and Lord John Gray's conversation in the cabin. 
Um, as someone who hates confrontation and avoids it like the plague, I was hmm. super uncomfortable watching this and just wanted to scream at Claire for even bringing it up, but they did a great job of it. Um, my bad is when uh, Claire gets the new ring and she says, your mother would be so proud to know she raised such a thoughtful son. I was like, don't bring up his dead mom right now. And it kind of <laughs> sounded like when you're giving positive reinforcement to a little kid, like, yeah, we all know he's a great guy. Just take it and get to bed. Um, <laughs> my great was when Willie remembered Jamie from Hellwater because of course he did. He spent every day with this guy until he was six and absolutely adored him. So I really liked how they played it and how Willie was like, why didn't you just say something? And it kind of made simple a really complicated situation, which I loved. Um, can't wait to hear what you guys think. And I'll talk to you next week. Thank you, Kelty. Thank you very much. I agree. Thank you. I totally agree. Why didn't heck? Why didn't he just say something? And uh, yeah, you know, bringing up your dead mom just. Uh... Way to go, Debbie Downer, Claire. <laughs> Claire, what are you doing? <laughs> I w- but on I- the flip side, like it was made with her candlestick, and it was very precious and lovely. Mm. What they do with the rest of the silver? Uh, maybe was, I don't know. I have no idea. Maybe they, they melted it down and. Made another, I don't know, who who, who knows? That was, cause a, that was a big candlestick, a man. Yeah. That was a big, well, not candlestick, but candelabra. What, what's it called? I don't really Candelab- know. Not candelabra. Candlestick holder? Candlestick holder. Yeah, there you go. Good candlestick holder. <laughs> <laughs> this is Linda from Leesburg, Florida. Just when you think it can't get any better, this episode lands. Big old five for me. All about family and building family relationships. I loved every minute of it. Good. I was so happy to see Claire get some therapy time. Even though I was a bit surprised that I usually reserved Claire did this with John. I don't think she has ever had a chance to unload before. All the copay is here. <laughs> and if we can't get a shirtless Jamie, maybe a shirtless John Gray is not a bad alternative. My bad. Totally understood the look on William's face when he guts the deer. So glad we couldn't smell anything. Mm-hmm. Now, great. I cannot get enough of watching Sam play Jamie. So many feels here with his time with William, but mostly the bath scene. Mary, I'm with you. My heart exploded when that ring came out. Not just the nod to the book ring, but the fact that Myrta made it from Ellen's candlestick. Most of all, the inscription from the Catalyst poem, I think may be the most romantic ever written, and which is also a callback to the episode at 2.13, when Claire visits Barley Brock in 1968. So, not sure if anyone has mentioned the tub yet, but it was made of wood. Common in the 18th century, the towels were practical to stop splinters. There you go. So, it was to stop splinters. <laughs> How do we not know this? Well, now we do. The more you know. Ding! <laughs> Hi, Marianne Blake. It's Kathy from Cleveland. Hey, Kathy. Before I give my feedback, I was mortified that I gave erroneous medical information about measles last week and me a doctor. So I thought I'd throw in another little medical tidbit, hopefully more accurate. When Lord John was leaving, that list of foods Claire gave him was not entirely random. Vitamin A deficiency is a risk factor for severe measles, and carrots, squash, and liver are all excellent sources of vitamin A. I feel better now. (laughs) Now, to the episode... 406 Blood of My Blood, also known as Little Lord Fauntleroy Goes Camping and Gets More Than He Bargained For, or Grumpy Uncle Murta 
ruins a perfectly nice family dinner by talking politics. <laughs> I'm giving this five kilts. I haven't stopped grinning since it aired. My face hurts. My good Oliver Finnegan's performance as young William. He had to show us grief, fear, wonder, and confusion, all while trying to act grown up and proper, and also show us that it's too much for an 11 year old boy to handle. Well done. My bad, where the hell is Ian? And my great, seeing our lovebirds finally home alone, snugged up, safe and happy, trying to count to a thousand. Honorable mention goes to David Barry. The scenes with Claire were tense, heartbreaking, and even a little funny. And even looking half dead from the measles, that man is hot. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Can't wait for next week. He's a he's a mighty attractive man. I'm not going to lie. Listen, we have one more voicemail, and, and all of these voicemails, all the ones that sound just absolutely pristine, just amazing in your ears, they are happening because they are calling on SpeakPipe, which is an app that we use on outlandacast.com. Just go to outlandacast.com, click the little button in the top right or where it says engage, it will drop down and you'll see a menu button where it says call us. You'll have two options. One, you can call the hotline at 503-454-6730 or you can use SpeakPipe, which you just hit the button and it will automatically take advantage of your computer's microphone or the microphone that you have on your smartphone and it will send a beautiful, pristine sound to us. I love the SpeakPipe app. It sounds great. Just go ahead and, and try to use that one. Okay, my darling, you ready for the last voicemail? You bet. Let's do it. Hi, Mary and Blake. This is Sharon calling from Chicago. I had so much fun last week that I would I thought I would call in this week. Um, I'm going to give this episode, Blood of My Blood, a 4.8 kilts. I really loved it. There's so many things to love in this episode and only a couple things to dislike. So uh, overall, it was great. For my good, bad, and great. So my good is at the end of the episode where Jamie and Claire, after tubby time, they're sort of kissing and counting kisses. And Claire goes one, two, five. And Jamie says five. Uh, that was really sweet. Um, the bad was the gutting of the deer. Ugh, I really didn't need to see that. And it was kind of a waste of time for us to see that. So wish they hadn't done it. Um, but it's tied with Ian, the issue with Ian, ongoing issue with Ian of him just sort of disappearing or not being there or not even giving anything to the scene. I think the main problem with Ian is that he has no character arc and he doesn't change after every scene like a good character should. For instance, Willie in this episode, we don't know a lot about him, but we learn a lot about him and Willie changes at the end of the episode. Even the characters we know quite well change after every episode. And that's what's important. And that's what's lacking. And we Ian, um, my great is, um, when Willie turns back and looks at his father, mm. even though he knows it's not his father, look on his face and look on Sam's face, AKA Jamie. I just thought that was precious and lovely. Thanks a bunch. Okay. See you next week. Sharon, for that comment about Willie and every good character, every well-written character has to have an arc, whether it's something small or something that's much larger over a period of time. Let's just say for a season, I, Sharon, unbelievable great stuff thank you very much for saying something that i believe much more eloquently than i could ever say <laughs> so thank you for that my darling are you ready to close out this bad boy I of a show am. actually we gotta talk about real quick about the giveaways before we do yes, that we do. oh and after this 
Um, after the music, please. We are going to talk about the trailer. For oh, next okay. Week. Yes, because we didn't do that for the Correct. last episode. We apologize. We just forgot. It was late. <laughs> our kids haven't been sleeping. We it, it, that's our bad. So neither have we. So yeah. we we screwed that up, guys. Uh, it, as a matter of fact, you know what we deserve because of that is uh, we we deserve the shame bell, and here it is. Shame. Sorry. It's true. Sorry, guys. <laughs> that so one. we want to talk about the giveaways. They're actually it's the same giveaway. It, you can choose one set of three uh, of three bar soaps from Caswell Massey, and you can find both of the giveaways. One at OutlanderCastClan.com and the other at OutlanderCastClanGiveaway.com. Okay. If you go to the OutlanderCastClan.com, you sign up for, to be a patron over there. You'll you'll increase your chances at getting one of the three bar soap giveaways. Okay. And Everybody else that's on this planet is allowed to sign up for uh, the three boss soap giveaway at OutlanderCastClanGiveaway.com. Okay, okay. So those are the giveaways. We got you. All right, let's close this out and we let's get you, to the ju- let's get to the juicy stuff for that trailer. for taking the time to listen to Outlander Cast. We know it takes a good time of your day. Maybe you're at the gym, maybe you're in your car, maybe you're walking your dog. And we're just really, really thankful that you've chosen us to be a member of your community, to be your friends and your earbuds. I'm going to tell you a little story. So um, I got into podcasts really, really early and it they were my friends. Like I, when I went to school, I was a music major. I didn't have a lot of friends in my year. I had friends who were older than me. I had friends who were younger than me. But in my main classes, I don't know, there weren't a lot of people that I clicked with. Yep. But I clicked with some podcast hosts. And I would listen to them as I studied. I would listen to them as I folded my laundry. I would listen to them on my walks through the quad. And I will never forget the first time I laughed out loud. I had headphones in and I was walking across the quad and people were looking at me. And this was when podcasts weren't a big thing. So they probably just thought like, that girl's crazy. Why is she <laughs> listening to music and laughing? Um, and so I want you to know that if this is what our podcast is for you, if you feel like you don't have a lot of people you can geek out about Outlander with, or if you just feel like you've had a lonely day and you get to sit in your car and you feel like you have two friends with you, know that we have been there. And that is why we podcast. And we are thankful, honestly, thankful that you take the time to listen to this. Thankful that you take the time to write us a review. Thankful that you're a member of our Outlander Cast Clan gathering. Thankful that you're a member of the OutlanderCastClan.com. That you actually enjoy us enough to donate as little as $2 a month to keep this going. It makes a huge, huge difference. And, you know, it seems trite to say... But, you know, I say it often to everybody. We are honored. Like, we are thankful, but we're also honored that you listen to us and you, you take the time to download it and subscribe and, and write the reviews. And, and and for those of you who are coming in here and, and doing the listener feedback episodes, you know, I, I listen to podcasts as well. I listened my first podcast ever. It was Jay and Jack with Unlost, right? And I just geeked out over Lost and I could nerd out with Jay and Jack and all I wanted to do was just call them and email them and talk to them but I was always such a, a, a punk I could never do it so for those of you who who are doing it and you're, you're, you're talking with us trust me man this this whole podcasting thing it's it's here to give you 
the voice that you deserve. Agreed. You know, you're, you're nerds with us. And, Agreed. And I, I put the call out to the nerds and y'all answered. And, <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm so excited about that. And that's why we're having the finale party. Because just like you said, Blake, you wanted to chat with your favorite podcast host. So we want to chat with you. So in addition to those of you who have taken the time to write a review on iTunes or your podcast app of choice, we want to let you know that we are now currently up to 495 written reviews in iTunes. Hey. My hope and goal is that we can end 2018 with five more reviews. So if you haven't taken the time to write a review, review, not just put the stars, but like write a review, you can do it right from your phone. It would make a huge difference and mean a lot to us. Katie Gator says, great companion to the show. I found this pod on accident. I seriously don't remember how. And I mm-hmm. love Mary and Blake's discussions. I may rewatch This Is Us so I can listen to their reactions. Yes. After each episode. That shameful plug. Go to maryandblake.com and check out our other podcast dedicated to This Is Us called This Is Us Too. Thank you, Angie, Carolyn, Celine. 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 I did it wrong again, Celine. <laughs> I did it wrong again. I'll never do it wrong again. I'm wrong. <laughs> Cheryl, Diane, Heather, Jennifer, Lauren, Linda, Marilyn, Mary, Michelle, Patricia, and Summer for being our associate producers on outlandercastclan.com. Also want to thank our co-producers, Barbara, Carolyn, Christina, Dana, Dieta, Janet, Keelan, Kirsty, Lisa, Liz, Marianne, Meredith, Raynal, Rita, Sharon, Sue, Tara, Tina, and Tracy. And last but not least, our executive producers, Anne, Bobby, Jen, Martha, Peg, and Sarah. Thank you guys all so incredibly much. Don't forget to stay tuned after the end of this music so you can hear our reactions about this week's trailer. All right, so if you don't want to get spoiled about the trailer that just happened, stop listening. Okay, but if you do want to, if you do want to talk about it, maybe you know whatever you watched it, you liked it. I don't know, whatever you did, you can still listen to us. Blake's gonna watch it right now. I'm watching it right now. Yeah, you haven't seen it yet, have oh, you? Oh, oh, I gotta bring it up. You gotta, you gotta tell me to bring it up, you hoop. <laughs> You gotta tell me to bring it up. Okay, so how about you watch it? We can all listen to it. We can all like revisit it in our minds. We can close our eyes unless we're driving. Okay. And uh, revisit this. Oh my god, together. I can't, I can't be used. Shame. How, like, how dare you not be able to read my mind? <laughs> Seriously. All right, hold on. I, I'm bringing it up right now. Okay, hold on. Yes. So often I've burned for you. Oh, <laughs> I'm still on the I'm still on the, the, <laughs> the grunting. <bumps. laughs> okay, hold on. Uh, let's. No, no, no. Hold on. Everything's in my power. Oh. It's coming, guys. Okay, so those of you who've already seen it, you know. You know. There's three 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 things that are shown. Let's revisit this together. First we'll listen hold to wait, it together on, and then we'll dissect it, Blake. Oh, it's com- it's coming up. Hold okay, on. Here it okay. is. Uh, uh, this is Blake's first time watching it. This is how I think we're gonna do it each week. What do you think? No, it might be a good idea. I know. Okay, here we go. Yeah, Sony Pictures, whatever. Star's original, where it should say, we're going to spoil you for next week a little bit, possibly. Okay, here we go. Time is not a reality. Oh! It's a concept or a measure. There's going to be a fire. Huh? I can prevent their deaths if I go to them now. I'd like to buy passage on the Philip Alonso. A wise man leaves the things beyond his power to the gods. But on this ship, everything's in my power. Do you hear that? So, now let's watch it again with some commentary. Well, I get, let's oh. pretend to be Ron Moore. Okay. Hold on, hold on. Okay. I, I, I get it. You got this. It's okay. It's okay. 
Your initial reaction on a one to five scale. Um, now we're getting somewhere. What What would your initial reaction on this one little trailer be? Uh, the, a kilt rating. Yep. All right, I'm giving it a. I'm giving it a, a four eight. Nice, which I'm, is pretty much a five. Nice. I, I'm giving it a four eight. I'm, All right. I'm, I'm ready. I'm so ready let's, for it. So let's 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 talk this through as it happens. Okay. Um, my, my initial thoughts for this is, wow. Yep. Okay. Yep. Uh, I did not see, (laughs) I did not see a beardless Rick uh, Rankin in our future coming. Nope. Did did not see that coming. (laughs) And, uh, he's with, uh, he's with your girl. Fiona. uh, Fiona. Love Fiona. Did not see that coming. Uh, hold on. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. go. Tall ships. Tall ships. Yeah. Sony. Sony. Okay. Sony pictures. Yeah. Okay. We like Sony Pictures, actually. They do a good job. Here we go. Time is not a reality. It's a concept or a measure. Wicked Deep, Rick. There's going to be a fire. I can prevent their deaths if I go to them now. Who's she talking to? I'd like to, to buy passage on the Philip Alonso. Who's she going to leave the things beyond his power to the gods. Yeah, okay. But on this ship, everything's in my power. Stephen Bonnet, baby. Do you hear that? Roger's got the period clothing on. Do you hear that? Oh okay. yeah. Okay. 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 So it's snowy time. Snowy time. Snowy time for Roger. Okay. He's yep. got the period clothing on. No, no beard. The beard game's not on fire and anymore. And we see Fiona in the outfit that is actually in the opening credit song. Yes. Because we've been seeing someone standing near the stones in the green with a modern purse with like dark hair ringlets that you said almost looked like Claire's. Yes. But I've been saying all along. Why would Claire be traveling through the yeah, stones with a yeah. modern purse? Right. You know, like what's going on? So now we see, oh, this is Fiona, and she must like touch the stones or right. something and afterwards. Here, and I wonder why she touches it. She, there's no way she goes back in time. Do you think? Right? Well, I I'm not going to ask you because you probably already know. I, I'm going to say no, she doesn't. And I'm going to say she touches it after Roger touches it, and she sees him go through the thing. Oh my God! She needs all the copays. She's gonna see, need every single copay that ever was. All right. All right. And so now we got Stephen Bonnet back. Now I'm now I'm in. I, I I said that the the main conflict had to come. And here's the thing. Here it is. I I still maintain that Lord John and Brianna are gonna have a run in. Okay, because they're both gonna end up going to Virginia somehow, some way. It's gonna happen. But here's the real issue. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be Stephen Bonnet Ooh. and 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 Brianna. Something bad. Nope. She's gonna recognize. <laughs> she's gonna recognize that ring. And okay. as soon as she does, he's gonna be like, "Oh, this person knows this ring. I, I can't have that." And he's gonna. He, nothing good's gonna come out of this. Mm-hmm. Nothing good's okay. gonna come out of it. All right. And I feel like Stephen Bonnet's gonna gonna give her the business. Who do you think Brianna's talking to? And she's like, "I found out something bad happened." Uh, I think that's uh, we're we're gonna see things from Brianna's perspective before she leaves. Okay, and I think that she's probably talking to somebody. Uh, hmm, mm. I don't know. I don't know. Here's my thing. I also believe this is exactly when we're gonna see Frank, and we're gonna see Frank's. We're gonna hear about Frank's letters to the Reverend, and we're gonna see the. Uh, research that the Reverend did and she, Brianna, is going to find out about it and we're going to get the Frank voiceover. We're going to see Frank, how he moved on. All of this is going to happen. All of it's going to happen. And she finds out because of the letters that Frank wrote to the Reverend and and she discovers the letters somehow. That's what happens. Interesting. 
I guarantee you, she when she found out, she went to Scotland and she and she found out about those letters somehow. So that is that. And uh, you know what? Mock me. I will say I enjoyed this trailer. Mm -hmm. Um, I will also say that I had to go into the Outlander cast clan gathering and let everyone know that trailers are free game. That if Stars has put something out, if Stars puts out a teaser trailer, a real trailer, this kind of a thing, Mm -hmm. we can't moderate everything and make sure that nobody's spoiled. If Stars puts it out there, it is not a spoiler. But I did have some people be like, oh my gosh, Roger goes to the Stones? Yeah, well, I mean, that's that's fairly obvious that he was going to go to the Stones. Yes. So... I'm really pumped about this trailer. Mm-hmm. As you said, we've now reached the peak. It is time for some conflict. We're getting yeah. to see these three other people who I am so excited to see on screen. All three of them, I think, already have done an amazing job with which little time they've had on screen so far this season. Right. So I'm pumped to see them and, have a really big episode. And I'll tell you, we, we've had a lot of... We, we talked about the last podcast episode, how this season so far has felt episodic. It feels like now in episode seven the threads that have been established in the first six episodes are going to start weaving together finally. Uh Um, And seeing Roger in the way that he is, and he's dressed in period clothing, he's got no beard. I mean, he's going, that is it. Um, it, It's, we're finally going to get some payoff here. And, and, and that, that main conflict, something bad happens between Brianna and, Uh and, and, and Stephen Bonnet. It's a guarantee Interesting. Something bad happens, and that is what pro- is probably going to propel Brianna Brianna's story, and it's probably what's going to propel Roger's story once he finds out what happens to Brianna. And uh, that's just that's just my opinion Interesting. for what it's worth. And I still think they're going to run into Lord John too. That is what it is. All right, my darling, you ready to close this out? Yes, I am. All right, let's do it. What? Yeah, give us. We we already did the music or anything. We already did the music. Bye, guys. My name's Mary. <laughs> Your name's Blake. And my name's Blake. And you've been listening to Outlander Cast. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks. You're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen.